I'm Roxy. And I'm Nick. And this is the Pub Trotters podcast, a hopefully monthly podcast where we talk about the bizarre and brilliant world of beer and the strange venues that serve it. We are not beer or pub writers or experts. A year ago we put together a group of friends who enjoy hanging out together, trying new things in the beer pub world called Pub Trotters. We meet up once a month and we thought it might be fun to talk about it and share our stories and experiences. Welcome to Pub Trotters Pubcast, our August edition, and joining whoop, me whoop. today um, is fellow Pub Trotter Mark. Hello, Mark. Hello, Nick. Um, it's just us two today. Everyone's on holidays and stuff. Yeah, I know, but we are um, not. Yeah, we are not. We clearly have no kind of uh, function of other than going to pubs still in the summer months of August. Um, we are currently at the Hamilton uh, Tap Room Brewery in Islington for their fifth birthday. Happy yep. birthday, Hamilton. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we're just in the back room actually in the brewery and we'll put some photos up um, online and we're going to be chatting to someone earlier and be uh, later, earlier. Yep, yep. Um, <laughs> it's going well. Yeah, going Two well. Two sips so in and Nick has lost it. So we're, um, yeah, as I mentioned, we're here today. It's their fifth birthday. They've kindly let us come and record a podcast here. Um, but before we get into kind of what we're drinking and everything here today, Mark, how have you been? What have you been up been to? Good. Um, well, thinking back on what I've been up to, uh, just a lot of drinking, which okay. I guess is in theme with what we're talking about today. Um, yeah. A lot of work-based drinking. A lot of my colleagues are very anti-craft beer. Okay. So I've uh, kind of done a mission. And uh, thank you to Craft Beer Co. in Liverpool Street, who okay. are very tolerant <laughs> of um, me trying to find one beer that a very difficult colleague would actually enjoy that wasn't an old man, stouty, young's pub. Okay. thing that he's been yeah, drinking yeah, yeah. for 40 years yeah. I think that many people certainly people I work with are very much this is the beer I drink yeah, not yeah, yeah. let's go to a pub and Enjoy explore something. the beers so what, what was what was the like the, what was that person's classic drink uh, I think it was um, London Pride yeah okay. um, so and he's just generally a guy who likes you know old school pubs yeah. with a fire where yeah. his dog can lay down which are great I yeah. mean I love yeah, yeah. those pubs but I think that the, he was very resistant about this. Oh, you know, it's just wanky, and you sit around and yeah. sniff the beer and blah blah blah. <laughs> which, did you sniff the yeah, beer? Yeah, we did. <laughs> it's always fun to live up to people's stereotypes. <laughs> Absolutely, I would have just played that to a full-on, uh, yeah, extreme. So, do you remember what beer you ended up that he liked in in London as a replacement for London Pride? I can't. Um, but we did go through pretty much all of the stouts and imperials, yeah. um, and it was. So, what he ended up with was incredibly strong, yeah. and I don't think he quite realised that until two pints in, and yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> I think we've, we were a spiteful choice today here at Hamilton as well, and they've got quite yeah. a lot of stouts and um, porters we've seen here. Um, they've got a, a beer on tap here that's not released yet, which we are definitely going to try at some point. I'm very yeah. excited about that, yeah, but yeah. that is very strong. Um, so we'll see how we go by the end of the uh, podcast. How about you? What's... Um, so I, as you know, have been house hunting quite a lot. Uh, me and Helen are looking to move uh, to the suburbs. Um, yes, it's that weird part, the stage of life. Um, yeah, but I guess one of the fun things that's been about it is obviously exploring all these different towns and places mm. in Hertfordshire primarily. Um, so St Albans, uh, Harpenden, um, where else have we been to? Leckworth Garden City or Leckworth Rock City as I like to call it. <laughs> and Hitchin. Um, yeah, so we've been to a couple of different pubs in these areas which are really nice. Um, again, just going to different places. So like there was a place in Leckworth Garden City which I don't know how much you know about garden cities. They were kind of built. Nope. And I might be wrong on this, so don't quote me, <laughs> listeners. First fact uh, of the day, and yeah. it'll be wrong. Well, it's, they were built as a, play, a way of trying to build cities that had more greenery, because cities were being built in a very industrial way. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but they have, and this like, it's not, you know, it's, I'd never really heard of it until I was looking at maps. And they had this bar there called Crafties. Uh, which was a bottle shop and a bar. It, it was really, it was amazing. Um, so if you're ever in Letchworth Garden <laughs> City, you know, it's worth checking out. Um, where else did we go? And then in Hitchin, we went to a place called the Mill Stream, um, which was a bit kind of run of the mill. No pun intended. Um, but in this, you know, we had a, li- a local beer on tap there. I think it was Rivertown Brewery, who were local to Hitchin. Um, and again, it's a nice pub, but again, a bit, a bit generic. Nothing exciting, but nothing terrible either. 
Um, and then in Harpenden, we went to a couple of pubs. Me and Helen got there to find that uh, the, it, the viewing had been cancelled, so we ended up making an evening up for it and did a bit of a park roll in Harpenden. Sounds like making um, the best of it. Yeah. Um, and went to, I'm going to talk about these guys later, but um, Mad Squirrel Brewery. So they're based somewhere in Hertfordshire. I'm not entirely sure where. I think it's like near Amersham. Mm. Is that even Hertfordshire? Might not be. End of the Metropolitan Line. Um, but they've got bars in some of the other villi- in, like villages in Hertfordshire there, and other bars. So there was a bar there, which was really nice. It was really dead. <laughs> was, I think it was a night, was it? It was a Monday night, so... Um, yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, so that, like, that's literally what I've been doing, just like scouting around Hertfordshire. And my thing is kind of like, right, what's the what's my local going to be? <laughs> if I'm not going to be able to have London at my disposal anymore, I need somewhere in walking distance, that's fun. And how much of a factor is that playing into the choice? I don't think I think it's a, it's a sideline yeah. factor, um, kind of. <laughs> I mean, but it, well, but it goes on to the idea of pubs being about. Uh, it's it's, the, it's still the social hive of kind of um, where people go, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, to socialise, it's where you hang out, and so if there's nowhere to hang out, then you don't see people. Especially when you're trying to drag your drag your not drug, drag your London friends out to the burbs. Exactly. I've already spotted when all the beer festivals are up there, so uh, <laughs> we'll drag you up there. Yeah. Um, but then, as well as that, obviously, um, we did something together in the last month and went to uh, the Descendants gig, um, which was amazing. Um, and where did we go before? We went to a place called the Defectors Weld. Yeah, which was not what I was expecting at all. No. It was, in terms of the, the well, it was a, was it a Young's pub, am I correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but A, the selection of beer was a lot better than I assumed, and B, the, it was just a very interesting venue, yeah. very spacious, lots of kind of nooks and crannies. Yeah, absolutely. It was really different to other Young's pubs that we've been in, hasn't it? Yeah. And I think I remember there being like a cocktail snug downstairs. Yeah. Um, that was obviously like a late night bar, and it was a lot more, I guess, not as traditional as some of the other Young's pubs that you might see around the UK. Mm. Um, yeah, and as Mark said, a couple of good beers, um, as you said. Mark said, speaking about you in third person now, like Mark's I can do here. that. Um, Mark also thinks that maybe sometimes we should challenge our preconceptions of pubs, and I think that's something that i become very guilty of, is thinking, mm, this is a Young's pub, not really going to be my vibe, or not have anything interesting on tap, and, yeah, you know. Absolutely. Um, I, I think it's it's trying to not judge a book by its cover sort of thing, isn't yeah. it? Um, uh, we can get guilty of doing that sometimes. And I think that, we're, so me and Alice were recently in Cornwall, and I think our, my experience there was just because like some of the places we went that were like craft bars had a worse selection than kind of just bars that didn't even talk about their beer selection, or just, you know, they would it, would, it felt almost assumed that, of course, they'd have a large yeah. selection of kind mm. of local ales and stuff. Okay. Um, so again, that was me being, well, trying to think of maybe not just Google Craft Beer Pub, maybe actually <laughs> look at the places that are around and not be a stereotypical yeah. hipster, <laughs> which is Yeah, because Mark struggle. is the stereotype, the pinnacle of hipster culture in London, if uh, you know, to see pictures of him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but no, that's absolutely true. I think I'm always, don't get me wrong, I think, you always want to have some, be able to find something that you quite like to drink, and I think in the summer, I do, I'm much more of a, a keg beer person, something with a bit of fizz. And then yeah. in the winter, I really do go back to my cask yeah. ales, which the, usually I think cask beer is far more varied in more pubs, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Than yeah. Keg beer, because you might go to, like you say, a old school pub that might just have, say, Stella, Peroni, and Carlin on tap. They'll have three ales or something, one yeah. of which yeah. will change every couple of weeks because yeah. that's the total pub it is in heart you know in the pubs we went to in Hertfordshire that was ge- genuinely the case is of kind of um, you know they had um, a couple of different ales that they clearly changed regularly yeah um, but the, and then the other beer was just there for the standard as, it's, what, you know, as I just said I think traditionally though well my my perception is that ales are more common like the ale breweries are more common outside of the biggest cities where the craft stuff seems very focused on um, certainly in my experience of travelling it seems very focused on the metropolitan cities where the places often have a tap room or something else as well but they're very focused around kind of their local area yeah absolutely um, 
I think, so again, when we were going around Hertfordshire, it's kind of, you know, I've already got... You, so we're moving to a new town, and we want you want to... We're going to work hard at trying to meet new people there and create a, find a social group for us to hang out with. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it sounds silly to talk about this as adults, because I think making friends as adults is harder than trying to date. You know, you, you kind of just yeah. want to meet, uh, meet a cool person, and you're like, do you want to do you want to do you want to go out sometime? It's no Tinder for beer drinkers. No, well, well, maybe they should. T- Tinder for friends. Um, I mean, I could just get as dodgy as Tinder. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I've, I've been looking at to see what my local camera group would be. They do trips and things like that. Um, and that would be, you know, but, but again, that's the whole point of those groups is about yeah. socialising and meeting new people in the area if you're new to the area. Um, obviously. Not to say that you can't do other ways like that. You know, we, me and my girlfriend do swing dancing, so I think we're going to try and find somewhere that does swing dancing to meet people as well. Um, but yeah, um, I think we went off on a tangent then about from what was it? Not picking pubs that are based just by looking at craft beers. Yeah. yeah. Um, that being said, we did go to the Shepherd's Bush Brew Dog. Yeah. When we were Being very stereotypical. Yeah. Um, but like I said, when I was there, for some, I don't know why, but that one's my favourite brew dog in London. It just the few times I've been there, and because it's really close to a music venue, there's always a really good buzz there. Um, there are some brew dog pubs that I'm not a fan of. Tower Hill being one of them. Sorry, Tower Hill. Yeah, <laughs> but I think um, that's uh, it's become very much a city bar. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where brew dog skirts that line, isn't it? And I think that for some, it's you know not crafty enough now. However. Yeah. You know, my local bar, which I'm very lucky, is a BrewDog. Yeah. Um, and the, the selection, you know, no matter what the kind of environment or the people that are there, the selection in BrewDog bars are generally pretty awesome. And they work to highlight breweries that aren't themselves. They have yeah. a lot of tap takeovers um, from breweries outside of the UK, etc. which, you know. Yeah, which is great, as you say. And I think that's the thing. When something gets as big as BrewDog, it's easy to find potentially pros and cons mm. about something when it's got so much going on yeah. um, and as you said there's lots of pros for what it's done for the beer, the beer world um, and um, their venues I think as you say are actually very much they feel like they're local to their area so yeah. you mentioned you know, the yeah. Tower Hill one it, is. it attracts a certain crowd because yeah. that's the sort of crowd that work there and, and hang around around there the similar, that's why I like the Shepherd's Bush one yeah. I love music so in that one it's just full of people who love music yeah um, and like you say, so they're trying to pitch for everyone, I guess, in their locality, which is great. However, the venue we went to, the Empire, that beer selection was not. I oh, mean, Shepherd's Bush. Yeah. Was it the, was it the Shepherd's Bush O2? Yeah. Yeah. That. What was there? Was what? It Tuborg and. No, it wasn't even that. I think we were on like Carling's Extra or something. Carlsberg because... Exports. Yeah. Carlsberg Exports. Yeah, it's better than Carlsberg, so I <laughs> uh, can't complain too much. And I mean, we sweated it all out by the end of the night anyway. Yeah. Um, great fun, good gig descendants, and pairs. Special mention to pairs, because Mark started a five person mosh pit, <laughs> uh, for pairs who we really enjoyed. Um, cool. All right, moving on. Um, now, every time I think of this, I always think about Roxy singing. Beer of the month, beer of the month, as she does all the time now, and we're going to try and record that as an actual theme too. Um, but because it's the two of us this week as well, we're going to do beer of the month, and then we're also going to do pub of the month yep. um, as well, because we're actually in a tap room today, so we wanted to give a shout out to some pubs. Um, so Mark, what is your beer of the month? So uh, my beer of the month is uh, Juice Springsteen by Alphabet Brewing. Um, I'm not going to lie, the only reason I picked it in the first instance was A, because of the name, I love a beer with a pun, and also name. the branding, it's bright colours, okay. it's big font, yeah, yeah. almost um, Tiny Rebel-esque, but kind yeah. of very individual on its own, uh, but it was also a very tasty tropical IPA, yeah. which seems to be a thing that I don't know if I've only realised this year, or yeah. is becoming more and more of a thing, but okay. very like fruity mango-y but not yeah. too heavy yeah i think some of those tropical ipas just taste like a really thick juice with an alcoholic after yeah i know what you mean buzz but it was actually a beer with tropical so Al- Al- alphabet brewery I've yeah never alphabet heard Bre- of them. no right? me Any neither ideas where they're from uh no which is probably some research i should have done so they're just looking <laughs> that's okay don't worry we can put it on our website manchester based craft brewery oh, there you go manchester um Cool, so if you're in Manchester, check that out, and it's called Juice Springsteen. Yeah. It's a fabulous name, yeah. I'm not going to lie, I really I'm enjoyed that. I'm very much a sucker for a good name. Cool. What's your beer of the month? Um, so my beer of the month uh, was a beer that I discovered on my house hunt in Travels. Um, so I mentioned Mad Squirrel earlier, and we went into one of their tap rooms, and I had their 
um, Roadkill IPA. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, subtle. Um, and it's a, a New England IPA. Um, yeah, and it was just delicious. Like, I guess I feel like you know, the more you drink about this sort of di- all these different flavors, the more you start to harness and recognize exactly what you like. You know, you yeah. start thinking like I write, I like just IPAs, and then you taste. Uh, summer IPA, yeah. uh, juice IPA, a tropical IPA, blah, 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 and you start narrowing it down. I know New England IPAs or New England beers in general are just my yeah. thing. Just, it was just, it was, it, it, it was. It, there was a back, it was a hint of sweetness to it. Um, it was really refreshing. It was really funny though because it was pissing down on that day, and it's, I was drinking it thinking this would be even nicer if it was sunny for some reason. You know, when sometimes yeah. beers just are. Um, I had exactly the same, uh, well, experience having the juice Springsteen on yeah. there rainy day in a pub where I was just trying not to well I was not leaving because it was raining it was raining yeah <laughs> well I was saying we were just sat in the window and it was a delicious delicious beer um, so heads off to Matt, Mad Scroll. I really want to try and go to their tap room and stuff because um, they, they have quite a varied selection I'd say as well um, and so hopefully if I do end up moving to Hertfordshire that that will be something I'll get us all to do a day trip on or something yeah Are all the uh, beer names to do with squirrel death or just this one? Oh, it's a good question. I don't <laughs> think they are to do with squirrel death, um, but it's worth looking into. <laughs> um, if not, can you come up with any off the top of your head, like other words that might be squirrel death related? Like sh- no, <laughs> uh, shot and stuffed. Yeah. Um, nuts, nuts for you. <laughs> no? Nuts for you. I don't know. That's, that's not a squirrel death. No. Too many nuts. Plus sure. they like eat too many nuts and explode. No? Okay. <laughs> okay, I, I won't be employed by Mad Squirrel anytime <laughs> no. soon to come up with their beer names. Um, but yeah, if you see it, worth tasting, delicious. Um, okay, and then the added little bit to this then, Pub of the Month. Huh? So, Pub of the Month is kind of more Bar of the Month for me. Yeah. Uh, and again, this is me being very lazy in that this is a bar that's opened up near us in Dalston. Uh, it's called Red Hand. Mm-hmm. Um, it's opposite the Brewdog. Um, okay. But they're, competition. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the only reason I found out about them was over the um, craft beer festival weekend, they were doing a lot of events with breweries, like fringe events, that yeah. they were calling them. Okay. Um, they have a very large tab sele- tap selection. The yeah. toasties were amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah. I always love melted cheese. What sort cheese. of decor and stuff was it? Like- it's very um, kind of rustic-y, taproom-y. Okay. Um, Dalston chic okay go with. yeah um, but didn't feel pretentious bar staff were great um, yeah. they have a good cheap cocktail selection menu okay um, my girlfriend yeah. has a limit when it comes to beers and I think yeah, we'd I hit that limit that day well, yeah um, so yeah it was just what's called the red red hand red hand Brilliant. and they seem to be doing a lot more beer events as fantastic. well fantastic and for those of you who don't know where Dalston is if you're listening outside right. of London or just haven't been here it's just Dalston Chic is just another word for hipster chic yeah. pretty much um, so envisage what that might look like in your local area um, whatever the hipster is <laughs> I mean I'm just thinking of what a Swansea hipster might be it probably is nothing like a London no. it's like someone wearing a Wrexham shirt because it's you know really kind of quirky not to wear Cardiff or Swansea I can do a, a piece on the Instagram of me you know, showing off my hipster life. Yes, Mark's hipster life in Dalston. Um, How, where's okay. your? I assume it's going to be in Hertfordshire, right? Yes, it is. Um, there is. You'll notice a theme. I mean, I had literally Nick spent Morgan the last one survive. It's yeah, a Hertfordshire. I, I literally, <laughs> yeah, I should get some money from the tourist yeah, yeah. board. Um, I mean, I've literally been all over. Um, that's literally where I spent my last month. Um, so, in, so it's also in Harpenden though. Actually, we visit. This is the place that we didn't end up seeing, and. There's not much. There wasn't much around there, like anything, other for like a good twenty-minute walk, uh, other than this pub called uh, the Red Cow, um, and it's it's clearly a really old kind of, um, you know, old roads out of like course and cart days. There yeah. were inns maybe where people would stop over on their way into London, that sort of pub. Um, really low ceilings because apparently everyone in the olden days was shorter than now. I don't know what's up with that. Um, and just yeah, bare you know bare woods all over the place. It had a place, it had a fireplace, it had somewhere for a fireplace. Um, it was full of locals. Um, although my girlfriend pointed out just through leaving, she was like, "There's only men in here. Where are all the women?" Um, and when we left, women were coming in. So, um, but I, mean, I assume not related to you leaving. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, oh, Nick's gone now. Quick, we can go in. We've been waiting outside. 
Um, no, but it was really nice, um, really quiet. Um, they had what I would say is a, a an average beer selection, but lots of them. So they had, if I can remember, they had like Carlsberg, Carlin, Foster's, Moretti, Heineken, um, and uh, what else? Uh, name me another gin, Stella, um, and then Maltsmith IPA, which is what I was drinking, um, and then a couple of ales as well. But yeah, just a really nice. Pie. Yeah, country kind of like reminding me of some pubs back in the Gower in Swansea, like when I used to hang out down there a bit. Um, yeah, so it was, it was, you know, again, it's, but it's one of those places I can't imagine any of you, any of us, unless we bought that house, any of us go into again. Um, but if you're ever in that neck of the woods, it's worth having a look. The staff were friendly, the locals were friendly. Um, yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, so speaking of pubs or venues, um, yeah, we've mentioned we're at the Hamilton 5th birthday today. Um, it's 20 to 1. Yep. I think they kicked off at midday. Yep. Um, I've got my back to most things, so I don't know how busy it's looking. It does seem to be, a, well, for half past 12 on a Saturday, there yeah. seems to be a fair amount of people and some families. and yeah, yeah. For what I would expect is more of an evening or afternoon event. Yeah. Well, you say that. So where? So they've currently put us. So this is a tap room right next door to their brewery, where they do beer tours and things. And they've put us in the brewery, uh, so it's a bit out of the way from the people sitting in the bar bit. Um, um, but yeah, but the tap room itself is actually really nice. I've not been here before. Have you no. been here before, Mark? No, no, no. Which is surprising. We were saying before we start recording, it's quite close yeah. and also quite convenient if you are in London. Um, short overground ride from central London. Yeah. Um, quite spacious they've got I don't know if it's normal for them but they've got food stalls on today which I always appreciate because I always forget to eat when I'm drinking (laughs) yeah and um, it really is just actually lovely vibes the tap room itself is quite big and airy Um, it's just so it's near Caledonian and Barnsbury overground Overground. yeah yeah Um, literally behind it yeah literally behind it and it's really nice what I noticed as well um, in the tap room itself um, they've got a, a children's area I don't know if you saw that no I didn't so like a children's tent with loads of toys so that's Mark sorted later <laughs> um, uh, but yeah I think that's a, I think you were mentioning about like how it's weird that they're all here so early or people, there's quite a lot of people here for yeah. so early but I wonder they obviously pushed the family kind of element yeah um, I think and I saw the poster for their fifth birthday day today they're gonna have face painting and like helium balloons and all sorts of stuff so I think yeah they, which they I would. think is good and they you know it doesn't seem too yes there's been focused here but there's you know as you said stuff for the kids table football yeah they're doing ping pong I think later as well I saw on the poster yeah. and also I mean I know it's a tap room but not all tap rooms or breweries have all their beers no. on tap yeah. all the time but they have got literally about 15 of their beers I think it was on tap yeah. and I don't think I've seen many of them at all no yeah lots of them are like I have never seen this before how yeah. exciting <laughs> um, which is obviously great um, and they've been very hospitable to us branding is strong shout out to the Hamilton branding manager the beers are very much in line with what seems to be a constant brand the tap room is decorated in a way that yeah. seems very consistent to the vibe they're going for um, absolutely so um, yeah so while we've been recording we're gonna we've had our first beer of the day from Hamilton obviously it's all Hamilton related today so um, and I, so we've gone for a, a summer IPA called Starfish. No. No? Spacefish. Space Damn it! <laughs> I've been saying this in my head for ages. Get it right. Get it right. Get it wrong. Spacefish. Not Starfish. That's too obvious. Yeah. <laughs> Spacefish. Um, Spacefish. Summer IPA. What are we thinking, Mark? It's tasty. It's not... So I spoke earlier about kind of summer IPAs or fruity IPAs being really overpowering. This is definitely an IPA with... Like fruitiness. Yeah, it's very light. Yeah, very um, drinkable, which I'm hoping means it isn't very strong. Four percent, yeah, <laughs> I think it yeah, was. Okay, Otherwise, this um, go downhill quite quickly. Yeah, it's it is it's really light. Love the glasses as well. These yeah, guys, I mean I've seen these glasses before, but they're delicious looking. Um, but yeah, it is really light, as you say. I think summer IPA. I was expecting potentially more tropicaliness, which mm. isn't always good for me personally. Um, but this is very much an easy drinking beer. It's that's what, a lot um, of flavour though. I can get the think? spacey thing. Get the spacey thing. Like, oh, it yeah. tastes like space. Sure, we'll yeah. go with that. Yeah. <laughs> From Mark's days travelling around the space fairs, <laughs> eating space fish, which yeah. tastes exactly like this. Or space cakes. Yeah. <laughs> we. 
Um, I, that's, that's interesting because I think it's got. I don't think it's got too much flavour. Do you not? No. I mean, I mean, it's got flavour, and I don't mean this in a bad way because sometimes you want flavour. You want beers with a very basic flavour or a very basic kind of taste. So sometimes it can, as opposed to a rich flavoured beer. Yeah. So I guess I'm not to say there's no taste to it, but it's not a rich flavour. If that makes sense. I don't think it's, it's rich. Yeah, I think it okay. is more subtle. Okay. Yeah, because like because I, I always like sometimes if um, me and Helen are around, Helen, especially on a hot day, Helen will, and I'll go to the bar. What do you want? And if she wants a beer, she'll go, oh, give me a beer. I'll kind of ask what sort of thing. It's just just something that tastes of nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, but this is. The, I mean, again, not to say it's this taste of nothing. It's just really subtle. I think this is the sort of thing I would buy someone who's yeah. not into craft beer. So I was about to say, I think this and is like a gateway IPA. Yeah. Um, so my <laughs> girlfriend started to. Yeah. Um, I think she's always been like, IPAs are always. No, not doing it. It's yeah. too wanky. It's too blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's been a couple recently that like this yeah. that she's actually really enjoyed more than I think she expected. And this would definitely be kind of, I think you know, it's not something that's too much. It's not like eight percent and no. yeah. tastes like juice and flowers and blah blah blah. Yeah, it is really nice. Um, as, as you say, it's a great starting beer as well for the day. I mean, we you hear us talk about this all the time, listeners, that we're always doing this at midday, so we always kind of like to ease ourselves in. Um, and sometimes they end up as kind of slightly old days, sometimes they don't. <laughs> um, but we will see what's happening um, later on for us today. You won't know because we'll stop recording. <laughs> but we made some very tipsy Instagram photos. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. So, um, the fu- well, I, this is my favourite part because uh, we don't know who what everyone's brought to the table. It's the beer, beer pub news yeah. section of the day. Um, I, do you mind if I jump in first? Because I've kind of I'm, I'm going to cheekily do two, but one's topical to what we're doing afterwards. Yep. So my beer news, uh, taken from Hertfordshire's Pints of View magazine. I, it's a great name. Yep. Pints yeah, of View. Right? I think I laughed at it before I even realised what it was. And also making me feel like we should have branded yeah. this Pints of View. Oh, Pints and of View. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that would be a great podcast name, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh well, hindsight. <laughs> um, so. Um, my, so in this, so they've got an article in here um, uh, for about. Uh, so, twenty second of May saw the official tasting of a vice beer uh, brewed in Israel using a three thousand year old yeast excavated from an ancient Philistine brewery. Uh, this makes the two thousand year old Iron Age brewery found under the A fourteen in Huntingshire reported in the last edition. We didn't read the last edition, so don't know. Um, seemed quite new. Uh, so the beer's from 981 BC, um, and it was a joint venture by Israeli bi- microbiologists, archaeologists, <laughs> and brewers. It's not been given a name yet, um, and those at the sampling in May said the beer resembled a modern-day wheat beer. I love that. In my head, there's like a microbiologist who found this like amazing yeast culture from 3,000 years ago, and their first thought is... This could be a beer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's other things you can do with yeah, yeah. as well. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to read the whole story. You can find it online probably somewhere. Um, but it's, I mean, that's ridiculous. I, I don't know. I'd be curious to know what that tastes like and whether it made people sick. If it was, <laughs> well, because it's so old. It does, yeast yeah, but just, yeast is a living organism. Uh, so it's currently, it's always I evolving. It's, it's definitely living. Is it? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Mark's not looking convinced, ladies and gentlemen. So if you go to Google and find out we're lying, just apologies. say something and then hope it's true. Um, but I mean, what I'd love, what I think we need, what I'd like to know from you, Mark, because it hasn't got a name yet. If um, we can think up of any names, I'm putting us both a bit on the spot. Yeah, know? no, I feel like we're just showing off like why we're not in branding and marketing here. Well, I, I and think, also how difficult it is. So I'll give, it's a three thousand year old yeast uh, come from the Philistine. So you know. Um, Let's go, you could call it like, um, yeast, <laughs> ye old yeast, no, ye old yeast brew, no? You're looking very pleased with yourself. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty bad. Um, beer of yeast today? Beer of yeast today, yes, that's it, Mark, we'll have that. <laughs> um, beer of yeast today, that is a brilliant name, there you go, um, so if... You're an Israeli microbiologist creating this beer because your name's not in here. Um, <laughs> and you want that as your name, you're welcome to it. Uh, courtesy of Pub Charters, that's all we ask. Um, yeah, so that's a bit of my beer news. Mark, what have you got for Mine is, uh, well, less positive than that. Um, but there was 
So what made uh, national news this week in the beer world was that there was quite a lot of backlash over the London Beer Festival because there was uh, quite a few sexist names of beers, oh. which has now led to camera saying that they are going to ban any sexist names of beers being at any of their events, which I think is a good step. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like sometimes we're talking more and more about how you know women are more involved in beer and how great that is and how people are doing a lot to kind of promote that. Yeah, um, I guess, and I remember, because I, 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 I was in the impression, and I remember Roxy actually messaged, mentioned this to us, I think, yeah. about um, they were saying to do that, like they weren't accepting any at the festival. So you're saying that they said there aren't meant to be any sexist names, and yet people still That's came my, with Yeah, names that was my understanding, were, yeah. Or that were deemed, yeah. uh, that, for whoever reason, whoever was judging it. And I know that it was said on the news that there were, so. That's interesting. How much you trust the independent? And yeah, no, but, but that's it, I guess, isn't it? Because you could argue that some some names are probably blatantly obvious, and it's the imagery as yeah. well, isn't it? It's yeah, not just yeah. the names. So it's, it's uh, logos and things that you have sometimes on branding. Um, but then there are some that are probably inter- can be interpreted as yeah. potentially sexist or offensive to anyone. Yeah. Um, you know, let's not, I guess, focus on sexism. Um, but it's interesting because I know Camera, as you said before the event, made a very public. Um, a suggestion or, or I don't know if it was a rule they wanted to enforce that like no sexist looking labels or beers would be allowed at the festival um, well that, that's a shame yeah um, <laughs> but I mean I think it shows how far you know the beer community is coming but that is actually something that we're talking about and that mm. is now part of the agenda and you know is not seen as okay by anyone mm. um, whereas you know I think my experience 10, 15, 10 years ago about going to beer festivals was you know that that was kind of one of the running puns and kind of a big marketing boy was you know who could get the most outrageous name that would then yeah. drive people yeah, in. Yeah, yeah and I think that's always been a bit I remember that from years ago that that's actually been a thing about uh, some breweries purposely trying to get like call their beers ridiculous names yeah. and stuff yeah, just yeah. to get a reaction um, but shout out to camera for yeah calling them out of it. yeah absolutely well thanks for that Mark um, I'm also going to bring up another story which I find is, I think is quite interesting and it's based on mine and Mark activities after today. Um, so after today, um, me and Mark are quite avid rugby fans, we're going to go to a pub and watch uh, the Wales-England rugby match um, and in keeping with that tone I found an article around um, how the average sports fan spends a year and a half of life watching matches at a local pub. That- <laughs> I think it's quite bad for me that I'm thinking that doesn't seem enough. <laughs> I mean, do you think that's true? Do you reckon that's true? Is that like something? Is that it you just any, any every sport? Yeah, and I guess yeah, it no, I definitely think that you know if you look outside uh, of London, certainly going to watch the football at the pub on a Sunday or Saturday is quite a communal activity that brings people together. Well, I think the article goes on to say, you know, uh, 60% of people polled said that watching a match in a pub is the next best thing to watching yeah, it yeah, yeah. live. Which, because obviously, you, you, it's, it's, there's a lot about sport, watching sport in a pub, um, and uh, quite a lot of the pub trotters we got together to watch rugby specifically, not other sports, but about having that camaraderie and kind of community feeling sometimes of watching a team. And, yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that the atmosphere, you know, that's part of sports, the yeah. atmosphere, the sh- communal feeling you yeah. know you yeah, watching whale suffer is always fun ha! it's not often these days Mark other than last weekend <laughs> cool yeah so that was my uh, kind of just a link I think because we're off to watch sport later Mark's obviously supporting England I'll be supporting Wales we'll see what happens um, so next up we're going to hear from Marcus from Pub Trotters um, last month in July we were at the Dean Swift for our Pub Trotters uh, well, I say we, Mark couldn't make it, nope. sadly. Um, but yeah, but we were there for an evening and uh, here's Marcus telling us what he thinks, uh, how he felt the pub that went and what he thought of the pub. Hello, welcome to Pub Trotters on site. So it's July and uh, today we are at the Dean Swift near Bermondsey in London, just off the river. And uh, the pub this month was picked by Pub Trotter Marcus. Hello Marcus, well, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much, Nick. It's great to be here. 
Um, so Marcus actually has gone against the grain of pub trotters, where we usually pick a place we've never been to before. Marcus has been here before. I have not, though. There's quite a lot of the pub trotters who haven't been here before. Um, but So, Marcus, tell us why you like this pub so much. Why have you picked this place? So, I uh, so some friends of mine live not too far from here, and they introduced it to me, and I don't know, I, I, this is sort of a backhanded uh, compliment of a pitch, but they told me that this place, the Dean Swift, does the second best roast in London and we came here on a Sunday and uh, suppose I guess this is like a timeout list or something like that of, of good roasts that you can have in London uh, I've never been to the place that does the, the best roast I've only been to this place and as far as I'm concerned this is the best roast in London now it's not a Sunday uh, we're not here for that but I couldn't help but notice as I was having my roast that the selection of beers is really really good the locations really nice it's really chill in there. We've got good dogs. Uh, there's a dog we've been saying hello to all evening. Um, it's fantastic. I, I just really like it. It's a, it's a proper pub. It's got a great selection of beers. And also, and I, I, think, I don't know, I think this is important. They always, they always keep a few taps free for something interesting in Belgian. Um, now, that's not necessarily my cup of tea. Um, I, you know, I like my, I like my citrus. I like my mosaics. I like my sort of, uh, you know, fairly, I guess these days, middle of the road IPAs. But <laughs> I like, I like that there's room on the taps for stuff like that. And they, they always make the room. They always make the time. And they're really, I don't know, they're really cool stuff. And uh, I mean, interesting people, as we found out this evening. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. As, as not being here before myself, um, it is a really nice pub. I, I always like pubs that are off the beaten track a bit as well. So it's not too. It's like it's not somewhere you would walk past generally walking around London. So that was Marcus and Nick. I wasn't there. How did you find it? How was the beer? How was the pub? Yeah, it was nice actually. Um, I didn't know what to expect. So Marcus, as you heard, uh, has been there many times. Um, <laughs> so it wasn't a new pub to him, but it was a new pub to most of us. Um, yeah, it was really nice. It's on the corner. It's off the beaten tracks. So you didn't, don't get loads of foot traffic there. Um, so it wasn't kind of overly busy. Uh, it had a really nice beer selection. Um, uh, it's quite small. Apparently, they do really good Sunday roasts. Marcus kept banging on about <laughs> that. Um, and, um, but Which yeah. is always good in the pub. Yes, absolutely. I love a Sunday roast. Um, yeah, and it was it was it was really nice. I think if I, you know, it's one of those places that now I know that's there. If I'm ever down that neck of the woods, um, and I'd be like, oh, this pub's around the corner. Let's go go there. Whereabouts? Um, so I remember I had to walk from um, uh, uh, London Bridge. Um, okay. And down so down the Bermans the, yeah yeah down that sort of way um, which we seem to have been frequenting recently mm. um, but yeah it's, it's a really nice pub as I said on the corner um, off the beaten track worth going um, also though we were really, so it was really random and we were there and I think I heard this uh, we ordered a pint of this pint of beer called uh, Pacific Ale by Stone and Wood Brewery never really heard of it before it was really nice and then this guy came over and he was like this Australian guy he was asking us are you drinking stone and wood and yeah so oh, that's that's I'm from there I'm here kind of like I've given they've got some of our beer and we're here promoting our beer would you like you know if you'd like some more put it on our tap uh, so he basically very graciously um, had us drinking a, a few of their beers well one of their beers but a few of that beer yeah. uh, stone and wood Pacific Ale which was actually really nice um, and I not to sound like I'm surprised, um, but it was it was really really good. It's one of my favourite beers that day. Um, but we did then we had, so we did a quick interview with him uh, to tell us a bit more about his brewery or him and his team's brewery, um, how they're kind of slowly starting to roll their beer out in London and the UK. Um, and also we asked him a bit about his favourite like London breweries since he's been over here. Um, so yeah, so here's that interview. Hello, um, so we've got a special feature this month. Um, we are very lucky to have bumped into Pat from Stone and Wood Brewery in our current Pub Trotters trip um, of July at the Dean Swift. Uh, welcome, Pat. Uh, thanks for having me. Lovely to uh, meet you and bump into you, yeah. Um, so this is all very impromptu, so we might stumble a bit through this. So um, we, uh, Pat came over and said hello because he caught us drinking their beer. Um, which is the Pacific Ale, Pacific Ale uh, in the Dean Swift, um, which we're currently drinking at the moment. But I guess what our listeners might want to know is talk to us a bit about the brewery, how it started, and that's sort of thing. Yeah, sure. So um, Stone and Wood uh, is based in Byron Bay, 
in Australia, which is most easterly point of Australia, which is closest to Gold Coast, Brisbane. Yeah. Uh, we've been around for 11 years. Mm. Uh, we're completely independent. Yeah. Um, very much entrenched in that craft scene in Australia, and we've been sending beer to the UK for probably the last, oh, probably the last five years, but probably the last three years properly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I guess that was kind of part of a follow-on question: Is it kind of like so? You're here. Are you here promoting the beer then? And kind of Mate, yeah. So I moved here three years ago when we started sending the beer over because. Yeah. Um, Hey, when you're sending beer that far, you wanna you wanna look after it yourself and make sure that it's being looked after as well. So, cause control freaks. But um, I moved here. I was with the company already. I moved here three years ago, and I look after everything over here. Um, and we sell direct to the pubs as well. So it's coming from Stone and Wood. And, yeah. Brilliant. Um, so, t- tell us about the Pacific Ale. Um, this is—is is this one of your kind of leading beers that you use, or is it? Mate, this is the leading beer. This is—it's uh, probably about ninety percent of what we what yeah. we brew. Uh, so, about so we're about eleven years old. Probably about eleven or twelve years old is when Galaxy, the hop from Australia, kind of was first really developed, and we were the first people. I like to think the first people. Uh, don't quote me on that. <laughs> to really jump on it commercially and yeah. start using it in a beer. Yeah. And uh, Pacific Out Single Hop Galaxy. Um, and this was really the first instance where you had a, a, a new Australian flavour come through and a, a proper hop profile that was very unique to Australia. Yeah. Um, and this beer was built around that hop. So we've kept everything really simple, really simple malt beer, single hopped uh, with the Galaxy. We keep it pretty mild, pretty low on the bitterness because yeah. we want it to be approachable, quite a drinkable beer. But we really amp it up with the dry hopping yeah. so that aroma comes through. And the good thing about Australian hops, which is different to other hops, it gives that, again, distinct sort of profile, which is like tropical fruits. We get a lot of passion fruit, you know. Yeah, that you sort can definitely of thing. taste that. Yeah. Uh, which for us is a point of difference here. You know? yeah. I'm not going to bring an American pale ale brewed in Australia to sell in London, you know. It's no. a bit of a. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. So, thanks for that. So, I guess we'd be curious also to hear uh, what other um, what are the current craft beer brewers, other brewers in Australia that people should keep an eye out for that you'd recommend. Um, look, it's it's what's happening in Australia is the exact same as what's happening here. There's breweries coming out all the time. It's blowing up, and I'd, uh, the beer being brewed back home is as sophisticated, um, as adventurous as the beer being brewed here. Uh, again, we have our own hops and we've got uh, yeah. close proximity to New Zealand hops as well, so there are different sort of styles. You've got to look at the climate. The top probably 10 craft beers in Australia are all session IPAs, pale ales, lighter okay. sort of styles. Yeah, yeah, of course. But again, comes through with the climate. Um, but I'd probably, my favourite Australian brewers, uh, besides ours, I'd say there's a, a brewery in Sydney called the Grifter Brewing Company who I have a very personal uh, love for. I just yeah. love everything yeah. they do. Yeah. Um, there's another brewery in Northern Beaches of Sydney called a Modus Operandi. Yeah. Um, makes some amazing beers. Uh, biased. Uh, we have interest in another brewery that just does IPAs called Fixation. But probably one of the best American style IPAs or West Coast IPAs I've, I've had. But they'd be my top picks. Yeah. Yeah. Just off the top of my head. Yeah, and so since coming to London then, we'd be curious as a, I guess we're currently, the podcast is obviously listened everywhere, we hope everywhere in the world, but um, since coming to London, what have been some of your favourite London brewers? Yeah, great question. Well, look, I've, I've been coming here for about five years now, and it's really hard to go past guys like the Colonel, um, particularly because they use a lot of Australian hops, and they use them really well. Um, probably one of the, the best... Uh, Colonel beers I had was actually a uh, double uh, double porter, porter but with Galaxy, which was oh, phenomenal. It was so mind blowing for me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Colonel is, is definitely one of my favourites. Um, the Cameron Brewery, um, they actually we had a relationship with them where they used to bring our beer in um, about six years ago, once a year, and they'd send some of their beer to us and we'd sell it and blah blah blah. So I've, I've always had a, a respect for what those guys have done and, uh, and what they still do. Um, who else is one of my favourites at the moment? Oh, Lost and Grounded. Okay. Yeah.
Okay, welcome back. Um, so we're now joined by Lee from in Beer Lovers Corner from Hamilton. Welcome, hello, Lee. Hello, hello, hi guys. Good to meet you. Um, so, Lee, uh, I mean, just introduce yourself a bit more and tell us about um, how you've got involved with Hamilton and how you got involved in the world of beer and pubs to begin with. Yeah, so um, so my name's Lee Hamilton, um, as you've just introduced me. Yeah, I'm, I'm the, <laughs> repeating ourselves here. Um, I'm the founder of Hamilton Brewery. Um, we it's actually our fifth birthday today, so we started around five years ago. Um, and uh, yeah, we 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 started off kind of with small ideas of starting a brewery, and we've we've kind of grown quite big uh, since since that over the years and. Um, yeah, that's that's me. <laughs> so, um, I mean, you've named the place after your surname. Yes. Uh, was that an easy choice? Um, so that was, it wasn't an easy choice actually. Um, so the background, well, so yeah, the long story, the long yeah. story, well, the short story. I'm going to try and make it as short as possible. Um, so. I'd lived in Islington for around 10 years and I, I kind of, um, I used to work in IT, um, I got, uh, I didn't mind my job but I, I was getting a little bit bored um, and itchy feet and wanted to do something else. Um, at the same time um, I started getting into IPAs, um, so I was, I was getting, um, uh, kind of got the bug with like hoppy sort of American style IPAs. Um, started uh, tasting those and, and really got interested in IPAs and um, that was kind of around the time when things were starting to happen with, with craft beer in, certainly in London and you know various other places in the UK um, and um, essentially I, I thought maybe there was scope to start a brewery in Islington, there, there wasn't a brewery in Islington at the time, it's quite a big borough um, well, not geographically, but it's a big borough for pubs, yeah. restaurants, yeah. bars, um, and it's quite a vibrant borough. So, um, so I started researching whether it was plausible, um, whether it might actually work. The more I sort of looked into it, the more I thought it might work. Um, so I started putting pen to paper, um, like starting writing some sort of a business plan of an idea of how I could do it. Um, and whatnot. Um, so that was probably two years in the making. Yeah, so it took, it took a while. Um, yeah, yeah. And excuse the background noise. It's one of our chillers okay, going off. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> our listeners have already had a good thirty minutes. Of this <laughs> okay. So um, yeah. So a couple of years into it, I was re researching it. You know, putting pen to paper got towards around six months before we were ready to sort of go and I spoke to my brother and I mentioned I'm starting a brewery and he's like okay yeah that's cool um, you know um, he mentioned that he'd been collecting some old Hamilton memorabilia so there used to be a Hamilton brewery uh, from back in the day from um, from the 18 or I can't remember when they started but it was the late 1800s okay. and they finished up maybe in the 50s um, yeah, so they got bought out by I think Watney's, then by Truman's, and so and then they just disappeared at yeah, some stage. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he'd had some old bottle tops and old labels, and I kind of thought nothing of it and just carried on. Um, and then coming, yeah, I'm starting to trying to work out what we're going to call the brewery. Like come, you know, come up with a cool, cool name. Yeah. Um, and we, we couldn't really find any good ideas. We, you know, we were like one was like Islington Brewery, and that just didn't really have enough of a twang to it. Um, yeah, so we're trying to find out ideas of what to call it. Um, and then about three months before, well, I've already s sort of found the site, ordered the tanks, and about three, mo three months before we're actually going to get the keys, sign the lease, um, I spoke to my grandparents. Um, and mentioned to them, oh yeah, I'm starting a brewery in three months, and they were like, oh right, you know we are distant relative, we're distant relatives of the original Hamilton Brewery. So I'm like, oh okay. <laughs> so um, normally you'd expect it to go around the other way. You you find out you've got brewery heritage, and then you know backgrounds, um, and and then you decide you might want to you'd start a brewery. Yeah, but yeah, it, it was completely the opposite way around. It yeah. was I, I wanted to start a brewery, and only after we well it's happening that I found out that we've actually got this links to to the original Hamilton brewery so I constantly get people um, 
from across the world actually con you know that are Hamiltons contacting us going oh we're a Hamilton like you know it's really cool what you're doing and like and they tell us their their history of where they've come from yeah, so yeah, may, maybe we're I'm related to them as well and um, but yeah it's also cool. a way to spread out around the world yeah just, yeah just reach out to Hamilton yeah. and say do you want yeah. to start a brewery in? there's the Hamilton used to be a lot in Australia by the sounds of it because there's a lot of late old old Hamilton labels that used to be in um, that are, you know, over in Australia, so mm. like eBay and stuff like that. So. Right. You heard it here first, then. Yeah. Hamilton, Australia. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, where? It, so, in terms of your beer, obviously expanding and things like that. How, yeah. What's like the furthest place that your beer goes to? Uh, the furthest place we've sent beer to is Hong Kong, I think. Um, that was a while back. Um, yeah, they, they took a pallet of beer. Um, we Denmark. We, we sold to Denmark um, reasonably recently. I'm surprised they let any beer there when it's McKellar. Yeah. No, they they they, 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 they like high ABV stuff over there. Yeah. So um, and also cask as well. Um, it's it's quite rare, um, so they do they do buy so cask from us. Yeah, well, yeah. we we don't produce as much cask anymore. So, no, but we say we send the you know every time we send a pallet to those guys, we send them a few casks of, of something. Um, but yeah, for Denmark, Italy, Spain, we sell a little bit too, but wow. it, Italy a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah, that's amazing. But um, yeah, that's great. Um, so moving on. Um, I'd like to, uh, so something we talked about earlier, and you mentioned the pub earlier. So we're currently in the Hamilton Brewery in the tap room, um, and but you also have a pub. Yes. Up, and it's yeah. up the road. Yeah, so uh, right? I've literally just come from there to fixing some electric issue. Uh, <laughs> that's why I was late, uh, late coming here. Um, oh, so the glamour it, of owning yeah. pubs is... Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It's really interesting because obviously... Jack of all trades, I say. We, we, we've pop around London and other places and go to pubs and tap rooms and I guess often one of the questions we get asked is what's the difference and we have in our head what the difference might be. Yeah. I'm also curious as to, was the tap room open before the pub? Uh, yeah, so the tap room, so we started off with the brewery, yep. we had these two units we're in now um, yep. and uh, that was mainly warehouse where the tap room is now. Okay. Um, it's only like this year that we converted it into new um, um, into new, well, into sole purpose of being at a tap room. So, um, so yeah, we we used to oh, originally we used to just open once a month the tap room um, every Friday and Saturday. And now now it's a it's a weekly thing basically. So, so how long has the pub been open? And what I guess I'm, I'm assuming listeners are curious yeah. about how why the why you've opened a pub as well as Hamilton. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, the re good question. Uh, so the, re <laughs> the reason why we opened a pub was, well, it was mainly, I think, no, we'd been thinking about it a while, it'd be mm. nice to have our own pub um, yeah. for a number of reasons. One was we didn't have, so we had the tap room, but it was only once a month, and we didn't, we couldn't possibly open it every every yeah. week because it was our warehouse space we always had to move the stock out all the time and it affects production and it was a big hassle um, so we'd always wanted to have somewhere we could sell our beer you know people we could buy our beer yeah. a full range um, kind of every day so we were kind of looking you know keeping an eye out for sites and, and this one popped up it was free a tie which obviously we, we needed um, and uh, it, was, it was close to the brewery um, up the road where I live, you know, I used to live for like, you know, eight years of my life. So it's, it's a, yeah, it was a great, it's a perfect location, perfect sort of site for us. And um, yeah, it was just, it was just a great way that we can promote our beer. We can do sort of beer releases there, mm. and um, it's also our best customer. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, the pub uh, buys quite a lot of the brewery's beer. Um, and uh, oh, right, it's so we, we yeah, run yeah, we run it yeah, as a separate, yeah, entity, separate entity, but um, yeah. and um, <laughs> it's it, yeah, it's a great it's it's great to have our own sort of pub, um, really. So it's uh, yeah, yeah, it's good. Because we were there, I want to say, a good few months ago. Um, do you just I can't remember. Is it just um, Hamilton beers there? Was it? Yes, yeah, so we we have. I think we have 20 lines, yeah, we have 20 keg lines and four cask lines. Um, and, well, it used to be, last year we probably had four or five Hamilton products and yep. then we had maybe 15, like, um, house house beers, you know, sorry, guest beers. So mm. we wanted House of Hamilton to be sort of, you know, 
a place where we could showcase our beers um, and um, also somewhere we can have a drink after work and chill out <laughs> occasionally. Um, but also, um, we wanted to be able, we wanted to be a great beer pub. So not just sh- showcasing our beers, but showcasing other other yeah. breweries' beers from you know across London, across the UK, you know, and you know from across the world really. So yeah, we have a lot of guest lines. We case yeah. we're going to be doing a lot more tap takeovers where we get you know a brewer over and they take up over our taps. Um, but at the moment, we've kind of not got that many guest lines at the moment. So we've got maybe like 15 of our own beers at the moment. So we've got, uh, we've got a lot. So a lot of them are specials, one-off. Mm. So once they're gone, they're gone and we brew something else. That's that's kind of what we're doing at the moment. Got, so. Um, so I guess one thing we always like to ask people to join us at Beer Lovers Corner is, because um, I guess we've all been on a journey to get to this point where we're now, you know, beer and pub, avant-garde, uh, lovers, yeah. but at some point we would have had to have had our first alcoholic drink, and it's not necessarily always a fantastic story. I think mine was John Smith's Worthington. Yeah. Up in the past. I can't remember what you said. Mine was spitting out Stella because it wasn't. I expected it. it to taste like Coke, and it did yeah. not. And then I painted. So we've talked about ours before in previous podcasts. Yep. So we're curious, I guess, what was your kind of first uh, yeah. alcoholic drink or beer that you bought yourself? The, the first one I bought, I, I believe it was uh, slightly embarrassing, but um, my, I think it was Super K. I don't know if you ever remember that. <laughs> yeah. It was. Uh, no, I don't know. Oh, it wasn't. No, no, you think it was Super Tenant. <laughs> yes. No, it's yeah. not quite as bad as that. Um, Super K it was like I think it was a black bottle. They look pretty cool actually, but it was um, it was super strong cider basically. It's like yeah, a seven yeah, percent yeah. cider. Um, I, I'm not sure how I'll. I'll how old I was, but I definitely wasn't 18. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it, it was basically a, a product that did the job. So yeah, that's, <laughs> that's always the case, yeah. isn't it? Sometimes when you're younger, <laughs> at that age, yeah. yeah. Diamond white quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the other one. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. You spoke about you know IPAs being the thing that inspired you to yes. come up at Hampton. What was kind of the first beer that kind of started to make you think? You know, maybe this is something I want to do. Or the first yeah. kind of beer that you had that was not the mainstream that kind of turned you onto this. Um, probably Formbridge. I'm not into. Okay. Yeah, it might. Be, I certainly drunk a fair amount of Formbridge back then uh, before I started the brewery. Mm. Um, they do an IPA or did. I think they still do it called uh, Japor. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, was yeah. Um, at a time that was uh, you know uh, something quite different uh, to, to a lot of the beers you can find in the pub so um, yeah that was kind of and those sort of similar elk beers yeah, yeah. So, some of the American IPAs um, yeah, yeah well that leads us on nicely to uh, what we've been drinking now so um, Lee has, has, brought, has, has brought over what we've asked for his favourite beer that's on tap at the moment yeah um, what's it called Lee? Uh, so this is my favourite beer at the moment uh, it often changes yeah <laughs> but um, this is Panama Creature so um, this is a beer we, we brewed quite a lot sort of uh, the start of last year and people always asking us when are you going to brew it again it was always a special but um, we decided to sort of bring it into our core range and, and brew it a lot more um, so we've, yeah we just released it in Cannes today um, and we've also uh, we've, we've, we've made it gluten-free as well. So um, so yeah. So was it not gluten-free before? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, so does, it's, it, does it taste different? Uh, it doesn't taste any different yeah. at all. It's just um, uh, essentially some different um, enzymes we use to, to take out some of the some of the gluten in it. Yeah, it tastes the same. It's um, really nice. I really um, like yeah, it. so yeah. it's an extra pale. So we use extra pale malt as opposed to just normal pale malt. Um, yeah. So it's a little bit um, lighter than some of some of the normal pale ales. So. Yeah, definitely. And, and for a gluten-free beer as well, mm. like having tasted some that aren't great, um, this is very yeah. very nice. Yeah, it does, I think it, it, it. Yeah, the fact that it's gluten gluten-free doesn't really make impact, it, impact the chain the, the flavors. So got a friend who's constantly like what she's uh, uh, celiac. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so she's always looking for. Yeah, drink that. Free. there's a there's a lot coming out at the moment actually. So yeah, last year there might not have been 
well, there was a few last year, but yeah, this seems year. seems to be a very much a thing yeah. people are pushing. Yeah, to yeah. Definitely. Yeah, so it's really good. Um, so lastly, in Be A Lover's Corner, um, Lee, tell, tell us and the listeners, I guess, why people should come to either, uh, let's talk about the tap room itself, because it's a beautiful site. Um, yeah. Why people should come here, if you've got things going on here that you'd like to promote coming up in the future. Yeah, um, I, I think the, the main, yeah, so... If you're local, it's it's a great uh, it's a great place to chill out, have a few beers. It's, it's real, you know. I think it's quite a relaxed uh, re- relaxed place. Um, it's quite, we're quite family friendly as well. As you can see, we've got loads of dogs. More dogs, we can you know can never have enough dogs here. Really, it's all good. Uh, so we've got uh, nice friendly dogs, kids, families. You know, people just having a you know sitting down, chilling out, having a drink. Um, yeah, I suppose. What's unique about it um, compared to a pub, obviously, is, is you're trying the beers that are, you know, brewed meters meters away. You can sit in in the tap room and you can see the tanks. Sometimes you can see, you know, sometimes you brew at the weekend and you can, you know, watch see people watch people yeah. brewing the beer as, as you're having a drink. So I was saying how we can smell. Like, I haven't been to a brewery for a while and I can smell. We can sat here talking about the smells we can smell, yeah. obviously as well, which is actually it's a, it was a weird smell for brewery. It's like something you shouldn't like, but over time we've I've yeah, it's to like. Well, I just come completely numb to it now. I think. Yeah, I just, yeah, I don't, I don't, don't smell it or anything. Do you, um, yeah. do you do brewery tours and stuff here as well? We, I think we've got a few today, but in general, yeah, it, just for the birthday. But we, we have done in the past, and we probably will do in the future. We just um, mainly just too busy, really, and like um, yeah. we're always understaffed, and uh, yeah, everyone's quite busy. <laughs> well, in terms of the brewery, have you got any beers coming up? Later this year, you talked about two that are uh, yeah, now. yeah. So we've got the obviously the Imperial Crunch that's actually not being released until mid to late September. Uh, it's just a tasting today. Um, next week we've got a uh, raspberry sour. So I don't know if you guys tried much sour beers yet. Or, yeah. Okay. So we've got um, a raspberry sour, which um, tasting really really good. Um, so that they've got some tastings of that today called Dino Fruit. So that's coming out next week, and um, we've also got um, a DDH, which is a nice double dry hops, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, pale ale. Uh, so that's out next week as well. Um, it's amazing how you, keep, you seem to keep innovating. Yeah, like we've got ten really good beers. We're fine. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of, and all of the beers, all of the specials we do, we brew them once and that's it. So, you know, we kind of always need to Which be thinking like, about... That's a, I guess, yeah. a cost-effective way of doing it. Yeah, that, and I think that's kind of where the market is at the moment. They're lots, you know, people like like tasting new things yeah. and trying new things. Um, so, uh, yeah, we... we which is good and bad because it means you constantly got to bring out new beers all the time. Um, but the, the good thing about that is it, it, we enjoy it, and um, it also it makes it makes us think outside of the box a bit. Um, makes think try and be a bit more innovative about what we're doing. Um, so you've got a really interesting beer. I'm not sure when we're brewing it. Hopefully in a couple of months. Um, we're going to can as well. It's going to be a chicha sour. So, um, chicha sour, chicha grillo. It's called, which is chicha sour in Spanish. Um, and chicha is it's a Peruvian drink um, that's made with purple corn, maize morada. Okay. Uh, so we're brewing it with this purple corn, um, <laughs> and it's going to be a purple sour. Yeah. It's, that's amazing. Yeah. But we, we've done a lot of testing on it and previously done a beer before uh, we did a teacher pale so it's kind of yeah it's all, yeah we, we yeah we're good with the teacher so but yeah we thought it would work really well as a sour so that's that's what we're gonna do amazing that's the next big release for us i suppose so. great um well that's it for being over corner lee thank you very much for joining us um thanks the guys the birthday goes well cheers, cheers. Um, okay, so that was Lee Hamilton, the founder of Hamilton Brewery. What an absolute pleasure that was. It was a really nice story hearing about the history, wasn't it? Yeah, it was great. Um, I love old stuff like that. It's, uh, yeah, I love it. Um, so we're about to sign off, but before we do, we've tried a third beer, which is uh, a new something we've not done. Um, but we couldn't leave without trying their new crunchier beer, which is a... Yeah, a imperial peanut butter milk stout. 
which yeah. was a lot harder to remember, mainly because it's 9% of the world you taking the sip. But. Yeah, so they uh, this is coming out in three weeks, apparently, so this is a pre-taster they're doing. So by the time this podcast is out, you'll probably already be able to get it. Um, thoughts? What do you think, Mark? Uh, dangerous. Huh? It tastes like delicious peanut butter milkshake mixed with a very delicious stout. What you would it's expect. absolutely incredible. This yeah. is one of the nicest beers I've ever tasted. Um, yeah, it is dangerous, as you say, because it's 9%. You can't drink even halves of that all no. day. You'd be smashed. Well, I don't know. Uh, well, if you're in a, maybe if you're at home, it's fine. I was going to say more. Let's see what happens later. <laughs> but it's absolutely incredible. Uh, well done to Hamilton. Um, and I, so we highly recommend this beer if you try it. If you, are in the vicinity or if you see it anywhere. It's a it's a hybrid of, they've always had something called Crunchy, uh, which is a similar type of stout, peanut butter based, um, and then this is an imperial one, as Mark was saying. Um, so hence why it's slightly stronger, I believe. Um, but that's it for today. Thank you for having been, Nick. Um, it's been a pleasure. It has been. It's been a really nice session, because we're sat like in the garage doorway of the um, brewery as well so we've got we're pretty much outside yep which is really nice because it's an actual nice day yeah the dogs are around the sun's out yep. so we're gonna go and now spend the next two hours indoors watching tv uh to watch the rugby um i think we've been promised we can come back here uh, they haven't kicked us out yet um but yeah thank you very much mark uh for co-hosting today um, next month we will hope we'll have a, a fuller array of guests I believe because uh, people will be back from their holidays and their festivals and everything else that they're all at um, and obviously d- don't remember, uh, forget to follow us in our usual places on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at Pub Trotters as well as our website www.pubtrotters.wordpress.com uh, where you'll find a list of all the links of all the pubs and beers that we've mentioned today um, and don't forget to share and if you'd like us to come and do a podcast at your pub um, then please give us a shout we're always looking for new pubs and venues to do this in um, 